It's Money Talks with Baxter Honneberry. You know, money does not take care of itself. It just won't. It has to be managed. It has to be managed for you to have financial freedom. It's Money Talks with Baxter Honneberry. Money Talks. Money Talks. Money Talks. Money is a tool. When you learn how to use it correctly, you'll be the wealth behind your imagination. It's Money Talks with Baxter Honneberry. Money Talks. This might be a hard pill to swallow, but how you think about money may be blocking from realizing your full financial potential. Money Talks. He's not just talking the talk. He's living it. Baxter Arterbury, investor, author, entrepreneur, and host of Money Talks on Listener Supported 97.5. My name is Thack Stardeberry, and I want to first of all, first and foremost, thank you, each and every one of you, for tuning in to Money Talks Tuesday with me, myself, and my guest, which is Mrs. Francine Gregory that will be in the studio with me today, you guys. And it's um, such an honor to embrace the mic once again and to actually um, be myself. Be myself. What's myself? I love the topic that I talk about. I love the topic that we discuss. I love the topic. I live, sleep, eat, and breathe this topic. And what is the topic? The topic is money. But money is not the reason. Money is just the excuse. Because most of us, we tend to run or cringe or, you know, just not want to address money. And it's okay. I know, I understand because it bothers me too. But before I get any further, before I get deep into any of the topics that I want to discuss today, I first like to pay um, respect to Mrs. Carol McNeil, who recently passed. Carol was the owner of our original founder, her and her husband, Matt, was the founders of Carol's Books. And Carol was my friend. So I want to make sure that I give a shout out to Tim McNeil, Melba, Ron, and all the other siblings. Um, you guys know I struggled to make it to the service and I was coming, I was coming, and I just, I just made a decision that I wanted to remember Carol the way that I've always known her, which is bright, bushy-eyed, and a super-duper friend and fan of Thaxter Artiver. I mean, if nobody else kept me pumped up and on track, it was Carol. So, and for that, I pay all honor and respect to this legend. I mean, Carol, I remember years ago, her introducing myself and Sebastian Graham. Some of you know him as Tony Graham. She introduced us both to the book called Law of Success. Yes, Law of Success. And I was fortunate enough to get original copy. And for those of you who may not know, Law of Success was written in the 20s. 
and it was actually written before um, Think and Grow Rich, which both was done by Napoleon Hill, but Law of Success is a tribute book, and I contribute um, everything that I've learned and I've read in that book to Carol McNeil because she was the one that made sure that I got a copy. She said, actually, you have to read it. It has all of the keys to success, you guys. So if you have a pen, if you have a pencil, that might be a book that you may want to add to your library. You can download it as a um, podcast. You can go buy it at the bookstore. You can um, still get it on CD, but whatever you do, make sure you add that book to your library. So again, let's all give a moment of silence to Miss Carol McNeil, because here's the truth. It said, when you lose a senior, you have lost the equivalent of a library. And those who know Carol or who had got to know her or learned her over the years, you realize that we've lost a knowledge base that will not be replaced. So with that said, I'll give her two seconds of silence. Okay. Love you, Carol. Back to the show. Last night on Money Talks Radio Show, I had as my guest, Dr. Anthony Wallace, the owner, actually founder of Ramsey Wallace Funeral Home. And he's also the pastor of New Direction Christian Center located on Fourth Avenue. Um, Dr. Wallace and Dominique actually did an excellent job. I want to make sure that I commend both of them. I thank them for sharing their wisdom, sharing their time and actually um, giving our listeners um, a championship a message of faith, of determination, of will. You know, each of us, as we go through our entrepreneurial days, weeks, months, years, we all kind of fall short of our glory or what I would like to call our goal because we're always reaching a little bit higher than normally we should, which is what's expected because, you know, I'm a true believer in thinking big. And as Les Brown said, shoot for the moon. And even if you miss your land amongst the stars, that's something that we have to put in our psyche, in our in our bag of financial tricks as we go through and complete this year with uh, Money Talks radio show. Again, it airs every Monday night on the Lee Perkins show. That's our premiere uh, show. That's on Lee Perkins show every Monday at 745 and then I come back on Tuesday which I like to call Money Talks Tuesday and I recap uh, some of the current events that uh, actually happened on the show or the previous um, comments or statements that may have not may have or may not have been clarified and I like to come back and um, kind of reiterate it make sure that my message is clear because we can't afford to be um off track this time around and one of the key points that I posed not only Monday night but I've been putting out there for about the past two or three weeks that I want to instill in the minds of the listeners is that the state of the economic wealth in our community is $1,700 that mean after you take away depreciating assets like cars 
and as well as your primary residence, you're left with $1,700. And why not your primary residence? Because your primary residence, as I've said before, is not considered an investment. Why? Google it. But I'll give you an idea. It's because it actually takes away from your ability to invest in other ventures. You know, whether you rent or whether you buy, you have to pay for the place you occupy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying to not own a home. I'm saying that's the first thing you want to do. But understand that every cent that you spend in that house, that's money that can't go into other ventures. So you have to do it. You have to have it. But the quicker you can get to zero, meaning the quicker you can pay your mortgage off, you can use that income that you was paying on your mortgage in other investment vehicles. So I also want to give a big shout out to Dominique. I won't dare try to enunciate her last name. I know she's probably laughing if she's listening, but she's with want women seeking positive change. I want to make sure I say that clear women seeking positive change. And they have a conference that's happening here, September 21st and 22nd in Sacramento. And what you can do, if you're interested in getting more information, you can go to money talks, radio show, Facebook page. That's money talks, radio show, Facebook page, press like, and then you can scroll down. You can listen to our whole interview, the live broadcast where she eloquently explains what her uh, what her goal is, what the mission is of the company, can give you more details about this fantastic event that she has planned for women and children. Um, and she also threw a couple nuggets in there about finance, which I have to, you know, make sure that I'm addressing consistently. You know, the mother, the single parent that's spending every dime to house the child or house the children, to feed the children, you know, to send them to school, to give them a little extra activity, to pay for their sporting events. How am I supposed to save, she said. So those are things that we're going to definitely make sure that we um that we um we we address i mean men may miss that thought but it will never happen again at least not on money talks radio show I'm not saying that it has happened before but i want to make sure that that's a key point in my mind and i want to make sure that i actually make sure that I addressed everything possible for the individual that whether it's male or female who has not a lot of money but a lot of dreams and a lot of hopes and a lot of determination to strive for excellence and obtain results because that's what I'm about I'm about as long as you have that heart and that will and that desire to achieve more financially for yourself and your family, I want to make sure that myself and the strategies that are talked about on Money Talks radio show is part of the plan of you going from wherever you are to wherever you want to be. Remember, I only have one request and that one request is you guys is that is that you think big, you know, there's no advantage to thinking small. And that's why we, you know, we talk about the penny challenge. That's where you end up with $667.95 at the year end. 
you starting with a penny and you'll end up with $667.95. Let me explain to you in detail how they go. Once on January 1, you start with one cent. On January 2, you add a penny to the previous day deposit, which makes your second day deposit two cent. On the third day, you add a penny to your previous day deposit, which was two cent, two plus one is three, so forth and so on. The day is 200, day 212, so you would put $2.12 into your favorite jar, can, or whatever the case may be. And from there, you go and you follow that pattern until day 365, where you deposit $3.65. At that time, you will have $667.95 in your wealth because you're part of this statistic, which has you at $1,700 of wealth, will increase by two thirds. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with our special guest, Miss Francine Gregory of F. Gregory Real Estate. And we're going to talk about whether you rent or whether you buy. You have to pay for the place you occupy. You're listening to Money Talks on 97.5 FM, which is owned and operated by the California Black Chamber of Commerce Foundation. My name is Thaxter Artiberry, and I'll be right back. i 
California Black Chamber of Commerce Foundation and the Chamber Foundation presents to you the Ron Brown Business and Economic Summit along with the Women's Symposium having Thursday, Friday, and Saturday down south, down in the L.A. area. Opportunities on the horizon to grow your business. Now listen, if you do business and you're trying to do business in California, the California Black Chamber of Commerce is a great place to get started. That's what we do. We help you grow your business. And we're down in L.A., Orange County, down at the airport down there, the Hilton Irvine. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, August 23rd, 24th, and 25th. But don't believe me, check it out for yourself. Log on to the website at calbcc.org. That's calbcc.org. Hey, remind you, you can't do business unless your business gets done. So get that one done. That's just a friendly reminder from your friends and family on Sacramento's Grown Folk Station. We're at 97.5. Okay, let's get real. For some, smoking marijuana is a national pastime, especially adults. You heard me. And now a government study by the National Survey on Drug Use and Health confirms it. 5% of baby boomers between ages 50 to 59 reported that they used illicit drugs in the past month. In the black community, most often that means weed. The surprising fact is that while drug use for adults went up, drug use among teenagers went down for the third year in a row. If you smoke weed, that's your business. But think about the message you're sending your kids. Weed is still illegal, even though it has some health benefits. Doctors still say it's dangerous for your health. Think hard before you smoke. I'm Alexis Comer for Black Health Now. Black Health Now. And we're back to Money Talks with Baxter Arterbury. He's not just talking the talk, he's living it. And you can too. 97.5. Whether you rent or whether you buy, you must pay for the place you occupy. I'm going to say that one more time. Whether you rent or whether you buy, you must pay for the place you occupy. Listen to some of these headlines that I dug up. One, just listen to them. I just want you to embrace these thoughts before we get into... Um, the session with our special guest, Ms. Francine Gregory. One, why black ownership rates lag as the housing market as the housing market booms? Why does black home ownership rates lag as the housing market booms? Number two, property values drop when blacks move in. Isn't that something? These are just uh, 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 headlines that I picked up that I just wanted to express. They're public. They're out there. You can Google them and find them. Number three, black share of home ownerships fell in Atlanta, meaning that in the ATL, which is predominantly, which some people call Chocolate City, home ownership in Chocolate City basically has fallen as well. Number four, declining black home ownership has big retirement implications declining black home ownership 
has big retirement implications. Now, I need you to pay attention to that because most people that work, that have 401ks, that have their Roth IRAs and other investments, they look forward to that big word retirement. I've actually taken it out of my vocabulary. I don't try to embrace it at all. But declining home ownership will play a major role in your decision making as you go into your retirement years. And my last headline that I pulled up is why black investors are switching from real estate to the stock market. Again, why are black investors actually switching from real estate to stocks? Those are headlines. I don't think no other group or no other culture can you Google and find such devastating words being broadcast, you know, visually, meaning by way of social media, by way of newsprint articles, by way of uh, magazines, but they're out there. So everyone outside of the community is in tune with these realities when it comes to home ownership and Money Talks Radio, myself, Lee Perkins and our guests, we're going to start actually filling the gap and we're going to start um, making ourselves accountable for delivering not only the headlines as it pertains to real estate, but we're also going to come solution first, meaning that tell me the solution and then discuss the problem. Because, you know, I was talking with uh, Richard Owens today at our famous meeting spot in the mornings out in the Greenhaven area. And Richard said, there's too many arguments too many disagreements in our community these days. They just they're, they're prevalent, and they're and actually we're getting pretty good at arguing and disagreeing, you know. But we're gonna have to put a stop to that because while we're arguing, while we're disagreeing, while we're saying money isn't everything, you know, the results, meaning the actual uh, psychographics, the demographics, the financial graphics, are proving you right. Money isn't everything. And maybe money isn't everything because of this real thing, which is this. We know not what we have in our possession and we use it all the time on what we call conspicuous consumption. Pregnant pause. Okay. So here we go. Welcome into the studio. Miss Francine Gregory of F Gregory Real Estate. Hello, hello, hello. Get a little closer to the mic, friend. Hello, I, wa- I want to make sure that everybody um, knows and hears what you have to say. Uh, Francine and myself, we have been real estate associates for a boy, Fran. How, how long? Since 2004. Since 04. So what's that make? 14 years? Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, 15 years. I'm you know, almost half my age. But um, we've been friends. We've been associates. We've been... Uh, and still are um, information seekers, and not only are we inf- are we information seekers, we're also givers. And what are we givers of? We're givers of our time. We're givers of our knowledge. We're givers of our money. We're givers of our spirit. And guess what? We're givers of future um, expectations. You know, they said, um, you know, you dream big, and you shall have close to that dream if you dream small 
you will actually get that which you dream for. So we want to be careful in that area. F. Gregory Real Estate is located in Sacramento. And just for the record, I'm a real estate broker and so is Francine. So I want to make sure that everyone understands what we talk about today is just conversation. Um, and it's conversation to hopefully ignite thought, ignite questions. And watch this. And if you want to call in and if you have questions as we go along, you can do that. We're going to take some phone calls today. The phone number is 916-921-5333. That's 916-921-5333. I actually have a guest calling in at 930, so be sure that, um, and hopefully, Scott, you're listening to this. I know I was supposed to text it to you, but the call-in number is 916-921-5333. So we're going to go through a list of questions. Okay, Fran? Yep. Okay. So question number one, what is the first step for our listeners? And we're going to, we're going to, we take an elementary steps, you guys, because what I, what I want to do is there's the only dumb question is the question not asked. So since we are starting a legitimate, realistic conversation about real estate, I want to start off as elementary as possible. Now, if there's something that I'm missing that you want to know more of, be sure to call 916-921-5333. So question number one, what is the first step to the home buying process, friend? You must get pre-approved unless you're paying cash. <laughs> now, when you say pre-approved, Fran, expand on that. Well, meaning that you need to talk to a uh, a mortgage professional who can uh, tell you how much home you can purchase based on your income, based on your credit rating, and uh, they will help you find out how much you can afford in a home. Okay, so that individual is somebody that you can trust. You don't have to be afraid of them, Correct. right, friend? Correct. What indiv- how, how would you pick that individual? What would you say? Would you have your real estate agent help you, or would you go through Google, or how do you, how do you actually pick that individual that pre-qualifies you? If you have a real estate professional that you work with or know, I would ask them. I would also tell you, you know, go talk to... Um, maybe a friend who had a good experience go on to go to your bank and start there and see what they say okay so that's great advice I'm going to go to question number two and we have quite a few and don't forget you guys you can call in 916-921-5333 you can also put it on Facebook and you can also if you're on social media and you have a question you can actually type that question in the comment line and we'll try our best to answer it question number two how long does it take to buy a home under normal conditions about 30 to 45 days okay and normal conditions would be what friend well meaning that you've already got your financing in place you've done everything that your lender asks you to do and that there are no surprises in the transaction meaning that it's a fairly simple transaction there's no should i say anomalies 
<laughs> so there's actually nothing in your way, meaning that Correct. you've talked to your lender, you have your pre-qualification letter, and you're ready to go, right? So with that being said, um, you have your pre-qualification letter, you have your also your down payment money. Correct. Right? Because that's going to be important. That's in one of our questions coming up, too. So I'm going to go on to three. What is a seller's market? A seller's market uh, where there's low inventory. Okay. And the interest rates are lower as well. Right, which makes affordability better, right, friend? Correct. So you got low inventory, meaning it's the basics uh, of supply and demand. The higher the inventory, the uh, uh, you know the cheaper the property is going to be. The less the inventory, the more expensive the property is going to be. Right. And interest rates drive the value of the property because of purchasing power. If you have low interest rates and high um, home prices, that means you can afford a little bit more meaning that you may have an interest rate of 3% and the house could be a half a million dollars and you qualify. But that very same um, interest rate could be 5% and you may be able to only qualify for about 350. So interest rates do play a part and um, that is what kind of helps influence the seller's market, okay? Scott has a question over here. He's asking is the dial-in number. Dial-in number, Scott, again, is 916-921-5333. And give us about five minutes before you call in, Scott, okay? Um, number four, Francine, what is a buyer's market? Well, you have high inventory and, and a higher interest rate, meaning that there are a lot more properties to choose from. Okay, so I'm gonna expand on it a little bit. Please. When we talk about a buyer's market, we're talking about individuals who can actually get a deal. Meaning, I call it in the stock market, which is the equivalent, I call I call myself a bottom dweller. I only like buying that which is at the bottom. I love penny stocks and hope that they uh, exit the penny stock um, um, criteria, which is a penny stock is any stock that's below $5. Meaning if I buy it at a penny and it goes to $6, you know, you just imagine. Right. So same thing holds true when you're buying real estate. The key is to buy it when the inventory is high. Correct. When the inventory is high, that means that the prices are going to be low. Remember, always think of basic supply and demand when it comes to either seller's market or a buyer's market. And, you know, as we always say, the new institution of higher learning is Google. Put seller's market in Google or put buyer's market in Google and learn more for yourself. Yes. And then each one teach one. So number uh, six, what kind of credit score would an individual need to buy a home? Now that is going to depend on what you and your lender have Discuss what because you've gone to talk to them and they would have told you what kind of home that you need because different lenders have different parameters for um, for what you know 
different parameters for the scores they use. That's right. And we'll leave that up to Scott when he calls in because we do have uh, Scott that's going to call in and he's going to take us through the lending process. He's a lender and he's a well-known lender in town and he has a heart for helping individuals, especially those that think they can't buy. So we expect Scott to be calling in about two or three minutes. So I'm going to kind of race through here before he gets on the phone. How much do I need for a down payment, Francine? The national average is 11%, but in California, normally between 3 to 5%. Okay, so when we talk about the national average, that means Mississippi, Hawaii, meaning that they've taken all the interest rates throughout the United States and they've averaged them, and they're about at 11%. Some cities require 20% down. And that's of the purchase price. Right. 3 to 5% of the purchase price in California. Right. And I like to make sure that everyone understands that what three to five percent is. Sometimes they have one percent. They have special programs for first time home buyers, yes, right, friend? They do. So just be aware and we're gonna be, you know, making sure that we connect with the right real estate professionals and we're mm-hmm. gonna be giving workshops that will help you with your credit and will help you be more aware when these special deals or this special financing comes your way. Okay. Because you know, whether you rent or whether you buy, you must pay for the place you occupy for the new listeners that may just be coming in you're listening to 97.5 fm which is owned and operated by the california black chamber of commerce and you're i'm thaxter arterbury and you're tuned in to money talks tuesday which is the second step of money talks radio show which airs every monday evening at 7:45 on the lee perkins show so as we go on, should a person sell their current home if they're if they actually own the home before buying a new one? And that's kind of speculative, but give us your perspective on that, friend. And that's going back to questions number three and four, whether it's a buyer's or seller's market. Because if you are in a seller's market and you sell your property, now you have to go buy it. Or are you going to wait until it becomes a buyer's market again? Because you need to know, can you afford to buy the new one? And carry both the payments. Right. Right. Or do you need to get rid of one payment? Right. Okay. Number nine. How many homes should a client normally view before buying a home? What's your strategy, Fran? Well, one we normally will ask you what you're looking for to find out what neighborhood you want to be in, what items that you want in a home, and then we will go and pull, I normally will pull together five homes that meet your criteria. Then we'll go and see those homes. Um, and if, it, if you didn't find anything in those five homes, then we'll do it again but you need to do as many homes as you need to in order to get the house that you want because ultimately you have to live in that house not your real estate agent you so you need to get what you want with with the monies that you can afford great answer friend number 10 What is an earnest money deposit? We hear a lot of folks may hear about it like you need an earnest money deposit. What is an earnest money deposit and how much is it normally? An earnest money deposit can be um, whatever amount that you would like to propose, but it is something that you're going to, that you 
say to the seller, I'm serious about buying this house, so I'm putting down $500, I'm putting down $1,000, or I'm putting down $2,500 because I'm serious about buying this house. Now that money goes into an escrow account and it also will come off the purchase price of the home. But it's telling the seller how serious you are about purchasing that particular property. Okay, great answer. Um, how long can a seller take to respond to a buyer's offer? That's going to depend on the contract. A normal contract gives um, three days, three business days, if they didn't write something else in there. Sometimes it may be five days or it depends on what is written in that contract. So that's another reason why you need to have a real estate professional help you but you got three, normally three business days, unless it's it, unless it's decided otherwise. Okay, so we have three business days on that. Great, great answer. Number twelve. What happens if the buyer offer is rejected? Meaning, in a market like this, sometimes there's multiple offers, so there could be three or four offers on the table. And if there's three or four offers, the seller can only accept one. Correct. So, what happens to the offer number two and number three when rejected if the if the person really likes a home they can be asked to put in a backup position should that particular um, contract fall out or they can just say okay keep shopping you get a get to keep moving on until you find what you want or find someone that accepts your offer okay I'll take that Okay, should the buyer elect to have a home inspection? And what exactly is a home inspection? You should all, all every buyer, I would encourage to get a home inspection. You need to know what's going on with the house. And a home inspector and a home inspection will show you things that are could be going on in the house. They look at things like the heating and air system. They look at um, uh, whether the water is flowing the way it should. They flush toilets. They look at the roof. They are not a roofing contractor, but they will look at the roof to tell you if they see something amiss. They will look to see if they see signs of anything. They crawl under the house to look. And what they normally will do is report back to you of their findings, plumbing, electrical, heating and air, um, things in the yard, things on the outside, just to give you an idea. You, the buyer, may be happy about, wow, I love this house, but the home inspector is going to go look at some things that maybe you didn't notice. Right. Now, that home inspector also will give you a written report. They put everything in writing, and the home inspections normally cost between what, friend? Uh, some of them are by the square footage, so please do call around. Some have flat rates um, for, you know, square footage from this from this square footage to that square footage is one price, and then it moves up depending on how large the home is. But do call. So the average range is two fifty to two fifty to three fifty. Right, maybe four hundred, five hundred if you got a larger house, and depending on the floors and the square footage and all of that. Correct. So, uh, great answer. And one thing that I want to add to that is that when you get these home inspections, 
that's a great thing. But the other thing is what they call a TDS, which is a transfer disclosure statement, which is a federal document, which means that a lot of people go out and they have the misconception when they say um, or use these words. I'm selling my house as is. Technically, listeners, there is no such thing as as is. And what as is when it when it's pertaining to a single family residence is as is pending all the things that you, the seller, know known facts you cannot say i'm selling a house as is and you know the foundation is cracking or you know the roof is leaking or you know that um um um, that a tree is getting ready to fall or that you got a report that the um that the uh, gas is leaking or the water heater is out all those things have to go on what's called a transfer disclosure statement. Once those things are put on that transfer disclosure statement, that statement is one that you can actually give to your home inspector as well. And your home inspector will take that into account and check it out as well. That way it'll, everything will be in writing and you won't be going into the deal blind. You'll be going into it. So watch this. As is, is pending knowledge meaning whatever it is that the seller may know they have to disclose then once they disclose it now you can accept that okay i'll buy it with the roof leaking or i'll buy it with the foundation or i'll buy it with the hot water heater leaking they cannot take away your right to know or to, to to have the seller reveal to you the realities of of, 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 of the facts and the facts is what it is that they know as it pertains to the property that doesn't alleviate the home inspection still get the home inspection still get your termite inspection yeah but that transfer disclosure statement is something that you also want to pay attention to so again our call-in number is 916-921-5333 you're tuned in to Money Talks Tuesday. And my name is Thax Starterberry. You listen to 97.5 FM, which is owned and operated by the California Black Chamber of Commerce Foundation. Scott, if you're out there, 916-921-5333. We're going to go on a commercial break and we're going to come back with our lender. Okay. Got you there. 
Y'all boss. All right. Thank you, man. I was struggling with uh, getting this sound out of my ear. Thank you for calling in. And um, Appreciate it. Just stay on the line, and I'm going to tune here. you in when we come back in. Okay? Let me know when you're ready. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks, sir. audition here or here okay okay all right got it i'm good how you doing good i'm recording it got my you see our twitter job dropped ugly hard yeah it dropped a lot but that's good oh no no it's a fact and if it goes any lower, buy more. If it goes into the 20, buy more. You know, that way you keep the average. That way when it goes back up to 40-something, now you got more at a lower. You got uh, you got the same ones that you bought at a little higher. Twitter ain't going nowhere. They on, uh, what's that other one? Periscope. The one Jay use all the time. Anywhere in the 20. If it goes in the mid-20s. No, it's at 32. It went up, went back up. It went from 31 to 32. <laughs> All right, more. <clears throat> then we're going to go into commercial, commercial, then station ID. What did Don say? He said, can they increase their offer? Because they can hear you still there. Yeah, they can increase your offer, Don. Hey, Bruce. Lisa, they can, you can always increase your offer, but still, it's the, uh, the seller that has the right to decide on which offer they may want. You may increase your offer of $20,000 and you have a loan, and then the and other individual might have cash and they'll close in two days. So cash may be more important to that individual than waiting another 20 days for $20,000 more. So hopefully that answers your question. Sure that you take a good stroll down Vendors Row. Great food, some great vendors, some great desserts, as well as cultural artwork, soaps, handmade gifts, and so much more. Let's call it a soul food concert in the park music weekend. Saturday and Sunday, August 25th and 26th. Come taste the soul of Sacramento. Sacramento. Tickets online at eventbrighton.com. Keep it simple. Stop in at the Dimple. Dimple Records all around the city. And by the way, if you're a vendor, this is a great opportunity for you to give them a call at 209-651-5550. That's 209-651-5550. Taste the summer. Taste the soul. Don't you miss it.
Hey, Dad. Yeah. You remember that ball game we went to a couple years ago? Sure. And how you didn't have enough cash for two hot dogs, so you walked with me on your shoulders until we found an ATM? And then when we got back to our seats, we never saw the hot dog guy again. Well, I don't remember all that. Yeah, that was an awesome game. You never know which moments will be the ones they'll remember forever. So take time to be a dad today. Learn more at one 877 dad or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the KDEE LP. Sacramento. It's a foundation station. And we're back to Money Talks with Baxter Audibert. He's not just talking the talk. He's living it. And you can too. 97.5. Whether you rent or whether you buy, you must pay for the place you occupy. You've been listening to Money Talks Tuesday with Thaxter Artiberry, my special guest, Miss Francine Gregory of F. Gregory Real Estate here in Sacramento. And we've been having some great dialogue. And we've actually went over several questions. And we're going to have a series of these uh, real estate talk conversations. We're probably going to do it at least once a month. We're going to invite multiple agents or brokers. We're even going to go deep. We're going to go into commercial for those who are actually thinking about buying, you know, small apartment buildings, um, strip centers, a commercial uh, a building for your actual business. We're going to start going into that. We're going to start learning, you know, why demographics and psychographics play a role in your real estate purchases why ingress and egress plays a role in your commercial purchase why does what's a high cap rate what's a low cap rate you know what's the best time to buy what's the best time to run in the commercial market as well so without going any further i like to welcome on off on the phone line scott are you there scott I'm here, Mr. Faction. Thank you, sir. Scott, introduce yourself. But, but but before you do, I want to make sure that everyone understands, especially the listeners that may have come just tuned in, that Scott is a longtime real estate professional. And when I say by professional, he's a lender. He's the one that you want to see first. Scott is the one that gives you that nod that, okay, here's that document. You're pre-qualified. Or he'll give you that same nod and say that, hey, I got a couple things I need you to work on. And once you work on these, we'll get you that pre-qualification letter. And what I love about Scott is that he never gives up because there's no such thing of not being able to own a home. It's just if you're not positioned at the current time that you apply or that you call Scott, he'll definitely cut that path for you so you can you too can become a homeowner. So, Scott, introduce yourself, introduce your company, and let's talk about what's required to get pre-qualified. Thank you, sir. Nice to talk to you, Mr. Thaxter, Mr. Pricing. Love to see you guys and hear you guys. It's a great show. Uh, my name is Scott. Last name short with Mason McDuffie Mortgage. I have nothing to do with a real estate company. We're just a mortgage company by ourselves. Um, been in the industry since 1990. Grad school with a fresh uh, master in finance. So I love numbers, love people. So it's all good. Uh, but I'm just like Factor said, you know, I'm a servant of God and I like to serve people. And that's my favorite job is to educate. Okay. So you're educating today on Money Talks Radio. And I want to, you to educate our listeners. Just picture um, John Doe coming in the door, calling you on the phone, 
what is it that you need from John Doe? What it, what are what are the requirements to get pre-qualified? Great, that's a great great question. Um, usually, I'd like to sit down and talk to somebody, find out what their goals and plans are first. So they sit down with me either on the phone or face to face. One guy say, you know, what's up? Why are you buying a house? What's you know what's going on? Are you getting divorced? You know, do you need to move out because mom got their basement? You know, what's going on? You kind of get a kind of feel where they're going. And also feel out how long to play. Is it going to be a short-term play, long-term play? Everybody's going to be, how long you been in the house, right? You're going to be moving soon, moving out later. So it's a lot of questions you want to ask. You want to be probing like a doctor, you know, because anybody gives you numbers right out of the box, don't probe. You know, as a doctor, if you did that, it would be malpractice, right? Right. So we want to make sure our clients are, that we understand each other. We're on the same boat because, you know, my job is to facilitate. Like, like Francine said, I don't make the payment, but I make sure that you understand what you're doing that you were able to make the payment and, you know, make sure it's right for you, right right fit. Because, you know, I've walked away more than one time from a loan did not fit a client who really wanted it. And I said, you know what, that's not good for you. It's not right for me. And, you know, you need to think about it. And, you know, I pray you don't go this way, but, you know, um, some people do. But that's the, the big thing I tell people, you know, like you're saying earlier about credit issues, that I say, you know, if you're motivated to work, I'll work with you. If you're not motivated to work, then, you know, it's, it's not a good win-win, right? Right. So um, that's the big degree. So when you say motivated to work, let's give that individual who's been afraid to um, take the plunge. Now, let's say, mm-hmm. for instance, they're paying eighteen hundred, twenty two hundred dollars a month in rent, but yep. they've heard all of these stories. They're not necessarily motivated because they know not, you know, what they can do. You know, how do you coach that individual into the reality of, you know, whether you rent or whether you buy, you have to pay for the place you occupy? Because sometimes, especially in our community, you have to get that person. You have to, somebody has to be a cheerleader. And I know that you're the next level lender, but at the same given time, I want them to hear from you so they could take a personal responsibility on the proactiveness that's required to right. get someone like you behind them. What's yep. your thoughts? And that- Totally 100% behind you on that one. Usually what I ask clients to do if they do mention, you know, they may have some problems with credit, there's no judgment here. I mean, we're a judgment-free zone. I mean, there's I mean, there's, there's no judgment at all. I basically it's a transaction trying to help you get someplace, right? So I tell clients if they do mention, I say, let's do this. Go out to annualcreditreport.com, free website, pull one credit bureau, just pull one of them, right? Bring it back to my office, let's go over together. Let's see what's going on here. So we're going to set up a roadmap for them to either do something now now or when you're working on things. And if they have things to work on and I give them you know, a list of things to do and they're you know, ready to go fight with me, then we're going to fight. We're going to be a good team together. We're going to fight it out. We're going to make sure they get that house you know, uh, as soon as everything's done, right? But the person, you know, a lot of times people with bad credit, you know, nothing, sorry to say this, but a lot of times bad credit is sometimes because they're lazy. And if they want to be lazy, you know, being lazy with me trying to help you buy a house ain't going to help. But we're on the same team fighting together, I'm going to fight with you. Right. But if you're going to drag me down and make, you know, waste, you know, Francine's job or Thaxter's job time, that's not fair, right? Right. So I always make sure, but I break it down, we'll go through every line, you know. Uh, some stuff is pretty darn easy to fix. Right. You know, there are, and you, you probably talked about before about, you know, what makes, how, how, do you, how can you help your credit score, right? And, you know, there's a lot of stuff we look at. So we go over that, you know, item by item, line by line. And the reason I tell them to pull only one credit bureau is because I want the other two to be available. So as soon as they clean stuff up, I'm going to go out and pull that second bureau, right, and make sure stuff is reported correctly, right? Right. So then when I pull my credit report, you know, it's going to be beautiful, clean, pristine, because 
I want to pull a credit report once every 120 days on a client. Because if I pull more than that, that's a problem with lenders because FHA considers that uh, potentially, uh, what do you call it? They call it uh, credit manipulation. Mm-hmm. But we're trying to go out and do some stuff. So we got to be careful with always being, you know, uh, honest and ethical. Right. Make sure we're doing stuff. Like you remember back, you know, back in the O's, right? People <laughs> do crazy stuff. They go out there and go, oh, yeah. They go to that company, they'll get the stuff off there for today, but tomorrow will be back on, right? Go, oh, my God, really? Right. You know, we're not helping anybody. And we all saw what happened from that, you know, what I call the sins of the 2000s, right? There's a lot of stuff that happened back then that, you know, just greed got took over, and that was bad. Right. And just so you guys know what he's talking about, you know, in the – you know, in the late 90s, mid 2000s, you know, it was a lot of ways to creative ways to uh, buy homes. It was a lot of creative ways for real estate agents to do the wrong thing. It was a lot of creative ways for lenders to do the wrong thing. It was a lot of creative ways for the appraisers to do the wrong thing. And that's what led to our mortgage crisis of 2007, 2008. So, with the correction in the market, what Scott is explaining to you is those things are a no-no. They have they they have circuit breakers now, don't they, Scott? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They're, they're, it's a group called the, the CFPB, Consumer Finance Protection Bureau, who currently is not regulated by anyone. So I'm not sure how that works, but that's you know that's that's their game from out of out of DC. So they, they regulate us. They are a good place for if you Google that the CFPB, Consumer Finance Protection Bureau. If you Google them. They have a website. If you have a problem with a lender, you lodge a complaint on their website, I guarantee they're going to investigate. And if that lender is bad, they're going to come, you know, they, 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 they find people with big, fat dollars. I mean, seven, eight, nine digits some of these companies get hit for. So uh, you need to be more attuned. Also, what's happened since, you know, that little craziness we talked about is there's a national mortgage. Uh, well, now we're nationally licensed. So we have the NMLS which means our license is basically anywhere we go, and every grantee that gets re- recorded, right, right. our name and, and our number's on there. Because in the past, the bad guys used to flip from L.A. to Colorado because no license needed. They bounce <laughs> back and forth, right, right. And, and keep on the radar. So mm-hmm. now there's no bouncing. I mean, it, you, you're known wherever you go. They know exactly who you are because you only get one license on the National Boys. There's, there's no monkey business, right? Right. Okay, Scott, now before we go, I want to make sure – Give out your name, your company name, okay. email, and phone number. Because, okay. and the reason why I want you to do it now, because we're closing, we're gonna be closing out this session. But okay. I want to make sure that you come back next week because this conversation is going to continue. I just wanted to give them a brief of who you are, what you're doing, and for those that are listening that are interested in getting pre-qualified, we're going to talk more in detail about that. Okay, but before you do that, I want to make sure that I reiterate something that we talked about last night on the show for those of you especially the 85 percent of christian listeners are that are in the african-american community when you go to matthews what's that 25 friend 14 through something that talks about the talents when he talk when scott talks about lazy it's real meaning that the one with given five talents took the five invested them double the one with two took those two invested them in double the one with the one that one with that so-so credit was fearful, buried it, and was called slufo, wicked, and lazy. So Scott said he doesn't want to be involved with the lazy. So give that number out real quick, Scott, and then I'll see you next week. 
Thank you, boss man. Scott Short. My number here is 916-248-4831. 916-248-4831. Thank you, Mr. Thaxter. Thank you. And Francine, you got the last word. Give out your information and contact information. Um, my information is 916-410-4995. Okay, you've been listening to Money Talks. My name is Thaxter Arterbury, and thank each and every one of you for joining, and I look forward to seeing you soon. And in the most mightiest way possible, I end this session with thank you. Brother, brother, there's far too many of you dying. You know we've got to find a way to bring some loving here today. Father, father, we don't need to escalate. You see, war is not the end. For only love can conquer hate You know we've got to find a way To bring some love and here today Picket lines and picket signs Don't punish me with brutality Family Right here in Sacramento. You know, life happens. Life happens. Got a new job or maybe lost the old one. Life happens. Got married or maybe recently divorced. Life happens. Got a new baby. Change in life circumstances. Well, life happens. Well, guess what? It's not too late to get covered, Sacramento. Sign up for Covered California. And many times, many times, you can do it right over the phone. And it's simple to find out whether... The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.